Welcome to another In the Telling Scrap episode, segments that are too good to be left on the cutting room floor. So I grew up Mormon and I got the message. I know this isn't the message that everybody gets and it's not like an overt message from that religion, but I got the message that as a woman, I needed to kind of be in the background, pick a career where I could raise kids. And um, that never sat well with me. So at some point in my early 20s, um, other things happened and I became no longer religious. Um, And that opened the door to the possibilities of my life. I know that sounds really weird, but that was such a huge catalyst in my life of being like, I don't have to just look for a man to take care of me and have a job that makes it so I can raise children. Like I can pursue something. I don't have to have kids. Like I can do something that's hard. I can. And so that's when I kind of started trying to be an artist. And it was still three or four years before I kind of jumped off and did it full time. But that was definitely the catalyst of the realization that the realization that I could really put my talents to use try hard to do something that I might fail at. And because it was just me, and I only had to worry about me, it would be okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, you you feel like maybe this is a risk you wouldn't have taken if you, if you felt like others were dependent on your income? Definitely not. If others were dependent on my income, or if, you know, my life was going to be having kids and being a mom. Determined by other things. Yeah, not, determined not by... Just income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just if my life was going to be determined by something else. And then when I kind of made the shift to it doesn't have to be that way, it was... For me, it was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders because I've never wanted to be a mom. Like, that's never been in my future. Um, Never something I looked forward to. So it was just like this huge weight and just like I can just be a person. Like, I didn't have all these expectations of what I needed to be that I didn't want to be. And I could just be what I wanted to be. And if I failed, then it was just me that would suffer. Did part of you know prior to that then that what you really truly wanted to be was an artist? I think I wasn't brave enough before that. I think that was part of it too. Like when I was looking at going to college and looking at a program, I chose art education instead of art because I because I didn't believe in myself because I thought I wasn't good enough. Because you needed a plan B. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I wanted something to fall back on and then it just became plan A, basically. Yeah. This will be a real job, teaching. Exactly, and something that I can, you know, do if I have kids and, you know, something that's easy to, like, stop doing and then start doing again. Like, yeah, a lot of a lot of my decisions were based around religion back then. <laughs> Is summer the really busy work season? Yeah, just because that's when all the shows are, and I do a lot of outdoor shows. Like art festivals. So, yeah, art fest, like the Utah Arts Fest, and, yeah, that would be the bulk of my income, so. So some of the expenses that happen for your business in summer are, like, I need a hotel. I need a flight. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I drive everywhere, but yeah, I need to pay for gas. I need a hotel and booth fee, like booth fees can be like just being in the Utah Arts Festival costs like $600. And that's to say nothing for your entire setup that you have. Yeah. That got totally off track. (laughs) No, I I think, I think the business aspect of it is one of the things that, um, people either succeed or they don't and it has nothing to do with the value of their art sometimes but if they just can't like talk about this or comprehend it or do it and it's so hard because I am a very strong advocate for teaching art majors about business like at least one business class I think 
a business minor <laughs> if you're in school would, to be an independent artist would be a really good idea. I really wish I had had education in business big time. I really could have used it. And now everything I'm learning, like I'm still not very good at it, but everything I've learned is just self-taught, like just learning how to run a business. You, you uh, figure it out, you look at it, you Google this stuff. Google stuff. I've got a few mentors that help a lot. My dad ran his own little business, so that was kind of helpful. And I think I dated a guy for a hot second that had his own art business, which was helpful. (laughs) You just kind of like pick things up. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like most of my stuff I've picked up from other people. And then, yeah, I've read books and, you know, like I'm on a mailing list with articles about running a small business. And it's, I mean, it's a good, it's, I would say running my business is like 60% of my job. (laughs) Yeah. I want to go back to when you mentioned your depression and your anxiety and and separate them for me sometimes as they are separate and bring them together and let me know how they work together when they're together because I get that those are two different things but I'm sure they conflagrate is that the word I want I, I like that word <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's the one you want I don't know it's a good one it's a word that's a word right um, I know it's a word I yeah. wouldn't be able to define it for you but it sounds right in this I like moment. it okay. I like it good good um <laughs> How does that impact your work, not on an artistic level yet, but just on the functional level? Like, what's it like? How does that help? How does that hurt? How does that make things hard? It definitely hurts my productivity. Um, The depression part just, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people who have depression. I'm sure you've talked to people who have depression. So you know that it just makes everything hard and overwhelming to the point that like sometimes taking a shower is hard. Um, So it's almost like a separate way of learning how to work when I'm in a depressive funk because I still have to work. I work more slowly (laughs) Um, and I, I can't do as much. I have to take longer breaks. Um, But usually my work turns out more interesting when I'm depressed. So it's kind of like a positive negative thing. Um, as far as the anxiety, I I can just work through anxiety. So I don't think other than anxiety is usually a result of extreme stress for me or any stress, which is just my life. Um, anxiety is easier for me to work through than depression. Did that answer the question? Yeah. Okay. I'm curious why, like, do you know why anxiety would be easier for you to work through? One answer would be that I've had anxiety longer, so I'm better at dealing with it. Okay. I've had anxiety since I was like 13. Um, re- like I've had active panic attacks since I was 13. Um, so I just know how to deal with it, I guess. Sure. Um, and depression's kind of a newer beast. Depression I've only had like six or seven years. Well, I've only been diagnosed with it for six. And seven. <laughs> I've only recognized it the last like six or seven years. Maybe eight. Anyway, not as long. I think part of it too, though, is that anxiety doesn't drain my energy the way depression does. Like depression for me is a very physical, I get dizzy, I can't concentrate, I'm tired. So it's just hard to move and things feel overwhelming whereas opposed to anxiety it's like okay I'm freaking out my mind is racing um, but I'm so used to controlling it on the outside that I can still work even if I'm freaking out on the inside if that makes sense like I still have energy maybe does your anxiety so you kind of touched on like the depression sometimes the work is even better when you've worked through that Does (laughs) does the anxiety give you that little extra something I don't know I don't I've never thought about it I feel like I've mostly noticed the depression. Um, and for me, like, they're really, they come from the same place. My anxiety and my depression come, they're just two manifestations of kind of, like, the same issues sure. inside of me. Um, so, w- but when that wound is open and I'm depressed, um, 
I guess it's just easier to get in touch with that. That. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> the that. <laughs> the that. Air the, quotes. Capital T. <laughs> um, okay, so how... Because a big thing about the way you describe your art... Actually, I don't want to describe your art. Will you... How would you describe your art? Oh, man, that's so hard. Um, I mean, there's the technical... Let's do the technical one Yeah, first, the then. technical one, yeah. Um, so I use pen and ink, and I use lots of little lines. Um, the official terms are hatching and cross-hatching. So I use lines to create value and texture. Um, For people who have been listening and aren't art people and are thinking yes. value because we talked about money Oh, earlier. yeah, sorry. I create value. Well, that too. You do. <laughs> I create but... <laughs> lights and darks, and then the um, you know texture, just meaning it looks like it feels like something. Um just using little pen lines. So it's different to stippling, which is dots, but it's the same idea, just with lines or, you know, curved lines, straight lines, all to get a different texture. So that's kind of the technical, like, how I do it. <laughs> Before you describe it on, like, an artsy level. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so lots of dots becomes pointillism at some point. Is mm-hmm. there a, a name, an ism, for lots of lines? I don't think so. There should be. Not that I know of. I mean, I'm sure there is somewhere. I don't know it. Okay. That's my assignment for myself. I'm going to Google that later. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Huh. Because pointillism was like a whole... I, anyway, it was we like can get a into movement, the right? It yeah. was like a whole movement, but it was more about like color and like the color blending. And so with just a black pen... I mean, would you call it pointillism? This is something I need to look up now. I don't know. I but don't if know you're either. dealing with like value, even though that's not color, that's, that is like light and dark, so there's like a, yeah, there's a gray right. scale, so, right? Yeah, so, so it would still be pointillism. There should be a thing. Maybe not with a capital P, but it would definitely be pointillism. Okay, we're going to... Let's email back and forth. We're, we're <laughs> I want to know the answer. About this. <laughs> I would make my describing my work to other people a lot easier if there was a word. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the book. Okay. So, do you want this back? Um, I sent your cover. I'm sorry. Um, it's gonna get all kinds of manhandled because okay, I'm drawing all over it. Like I'm it's so a, like, happy. <laughs> I'm gonna flip through it when we're done. I want to see what you. Ah, that's <laughs> me don't out. be scared. Okay. Don't be scared. I don't. I, I don't care. Remember. I will show you my attempt at cross hatching in my comics <gasps> that I did for my class. Um, on my phone. Oh my gosh. Okay. We'll just roll with it. <laughs> it's gonna be I don't have anxiety, but I certainly have a level of stress knowing that you're gonna look at my stick figures. No, 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 no. Remember my background's in art ed, so I... <laughs> oh, okay, cool. We're gonna, we're gonna okay. look at this like a fourth grader, mm-hmm. first time art class thing. No, we'll look at it at someone who doesn't draw. Like, that's yeah. fine. Okay. You don't, so, yeah. You're learning. So you, but you say in here that anybody can. Mm-hmm. You say that anybody can draw. And I was like, I want to believe you so much that I'm going to say I believe you because I want that to be true. Thank you for believing so, me. So, but how? <laughs> um, I think drawing like anything else, like literally most anything else, is just a learned skill. Like you can learn how to draw things realistically. There are rules that you can follow. There are ways to see things that you can learn. It's not hard to learn how to draw. Um, that's... That's it's not impossible to learn how to draw. For some people, it's very hard because um, it's just not how they see things. But it is possible for everyone to learn how to draw. I don't think everybody has like the spark where they know how to communicate with art. Okay. Um, or maybe not everybody has a spark where they're gonna be able to do things to an amazing degree. Um, but in the same way that I could learn, like I could easily learn how to dance. Right? Not easily, sorry. With a lot of hard work, I could learn how to, to dance. It, yeah, it is a teachable skill. Yeah, it's a teachable skill. That doesn't mean that I'm going to 
be like an amazing dancer that inspires people, (laughs) but it means that it's something I can do. And I think drawing is the same way. We just don't value it in our society. So we don't teach it the same way we teach math or the same way we teach English, you know? So just people think they can't do it when really they just haven't been taught properly and they haven't put the work in to learn, if that makes sense. Yeah, so if, if it was, if it had equal footing in our curriculum, there would have been so much instruction and so much practice that it would be like math where we could just expect that you would be able to oh, totally. do a vanishing point and perspective oh, because totally. it's just... Yeah, it's just a learned skill. And it's not, when you break it down, it's not hard. Like it's not, people think that things have to be exactly realistic. And so they get really stressed out that like my things don't look real. But that is not what art's about. It's a valuable skill. Like you, you do need to have it if you're going to be an artist. And you can learn to do it, but it's not what art is about. What is art about? I know. <laughs> I know. That's, a, that's like a weight of the philosophical much, world question. but I can tell you what it's about for me. Yeah. Um, God, I have like college papers that we can cite for what it means to other people. <laughs> I, I don't really care about their opinions anyway. I want to know what you think. Um, I think there's like art with a lowercase a to me, which is basically just anybody expressing themselves through through creating maybe creating a dance creating a sculpture um creating words like to me that's kind of art with a lowercase a anytime we're trying to express ourselves i think art with a capital a (laughs) um again changes depending on my mood but it becomes much more maybe formal. Yeah, I don't think I want to get into it more than that. I feel like anybody saying something about somebody else's piece that that's not art is super pretentious and I hate it. But I definitely have a personal definition that I don't think I would share of what art with a capital A is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I would share because I wouldn't... Yeah, I don't think I would share that. I, I, I can respect that that is personal. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, no problem.